and welcome to the Emerald Games Cast, episode 23, Quarantine Cast, episode 3, I think. Or is this number 2 from Inside Our Homes? You think it's 3? You know, in any case, it is the Emerald Games Cast, episode 23. It's April 24th as of recording, and we're back. My name's Nolan, with me is... I'm Janelle. And? I'm Alex. <clears throat> and, uh, well, the games industry is is at a standstill everything is kind of dead in the water right now um what have you guys been up to in your your free time with all of this uh this stagnant uh there's not a lot of news going on not a lot to read about but how have you been filling your time with games i mean i've just been playing animal crossing i haven't been playing a ton of games though honestly i've been mostly just reading and trying to do things that i think might better myself like making bread maybe i'll make a video game about bread but <laughs> that already exists. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I am bread. It does. I do want to play that game actually. But no, I've just Have you been never played Animal before? Crossing. No, I haven't. No, oh, it's fun. It's a little physics-based, uh, little platformer. It's cute. Yeah, it looks really cute. You know, I think I am bread came out when I was fed up with uh, streamer games, and I and I just didn't I didn't want. I, I was like, I've already played Goat Sim. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. But uh, we're in a we're in a renaissance of those now. We have that one about the fish bowl where you roll around. That game looks interesting. That looks kind of like a uh, monkey ball game. Oh, God. If only there was a new monkey ball that wasn't Banana Blitz HD. Yeah. You know? I mean, hey, that guy's done making Yakuza 7 now, the director, so he, he can he can get on that. Don't. Just take more Yakuza. Nobody needs more monkey ball. Just go to the uh, I one. need more Just monkey Just kidding. Ball. The town's closed. I'm I need sorry. more monkey ball, too. Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing... I, w- I decided I was going to use my spare quarantine time and go back and play through... Um, every Pokemon game, mainly because I wanted to talk about a bunch of the, or a couple of the games I thought were interesting, like, write about them just for something to do. Right now, I just finished Pokemon Ruby, so that's the first game of the third generation. Um, okay. People really love that game. I think it's rough. That Are you are you guys familiar with the Too Much Water meme? Yeah. yeah. So IGN, and the remake of this game, which is a pretty faithful remake for the 3DS, one of their cons was that there was too much water in the game. Um, and people were like, oh, game journalists don't know anything, but they just kind of conveniently forgot that half of the map is ocean, and you have to traverse it frequently, and it's not fun. Um, See, I played Sapphire, and for me, I don't think that registered with me as a problem, because Sapphire is already kind of water-themed. Well, the, um, the legendary is water, but... Legendary is water, the enemies are Team Aqua. And mm-hmm. so it felt thematically correct. I, well, that's I, why it's half water and half land, right? Because but for I guess context, I'm the games are divided that... up. The, the, there's Team Magma and Team Aqua. One wants to use uh, all-powerful god Pokemon to expand the land. The other wants to use one to expand the water. NPCs will constantly tell you about how everything is in balance. Like, water runs off the land into the sea, and the sea is salty because it goes through the land. And there's... A lot of symbolism at play there. Hmm. I, I like Sapphire. I, I haven't. I didn't play Ruby, but well, I, they're I the same game. So I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, I don't remember the water thing being a big deal to me. So I understand the meme, but at the same time, you know. So when you say all Pokemon games, are you are you are you playing? So when you finish Gen Three, will you have played like nine games 
or are you talking one one per plus the ultimate version? What's what's your your itinerary? I'm gonna start with Gen three because that's where I started with. But once I finish those, like next I'll be moving on to Coliseum, which was a kind of a spinoff, but not really. Um, uh-huh. And then going on to the DS games. Um, but other than that, just been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that this is really the time to go back and play classic games. I mean, I, mean, I haven't. N- nothing's coming out um really unless you were caught up in the early 2020 releases that got delayed like aside from animal crossing i think the biggest thing to come out has been final fantasy 7 remake yeah. which we have not played but uh personally i feel like this is the perfect time to go back and play classics like you with pokemon i i've been playing uh suikoden 2 on on my vita ps1 port and uh, the Sega Genesis Classic that Alex got me for Christmas, actually. I've been going through and clearing a bunch of games on that that I would never clear if I were not in a quarantine and loving it. It's been fantastic. Jason Schreier, actually, who we'll talk about him later, but he had an article not too long ago that was something along the lines of, like, game sales are going exponentially up, but production is going exponentially down. So mm-hmm. if this continues into the coming months, which it will... Um, there's going to be, like, a weird deficit going on. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see how that's going to play out when the demand has just completely eclipsed the supply, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Janelle, I bet you could finish up Medieval around now if you got, got back, back to that. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wait. that's true. I don't know, you guys. I'm having, like, the complete opposite feeling. For me, it's like... This is kind of always a problem that I have, but now that I'm stuck inside, it's like when I spend all day playing video games, even though I love playing video games, it's just been making me feel bad lately for some reason. I don't know. Maybe Uh it's like because this whole online school thing is a complete nightmare and I feel like I should be busy all the time because that's what my professors expect. But games are just not that fun for me right now. So I don't know. You got to balance it out, you know. Um, I've been reading too, trying to keep that balanced though admittedly i did just buy a book about spelunky called spelunky by derek Yu, and so pretty soon i'll hear i'll be reading a book about a video game in between playing video games yeah and i've been reading um jason schreier's blood sweat and pixels finally you lent that to me a year ago and i'm just now actually reading it yeah god we're so, so cool yeah man we read the coolest Fantastic books book. the coolest things yeah we're hey, really cool we definitely <laughs> never got swirling <laughs> fucking kicked bomb, kicked on by the, the footballers in our school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never. Yeah. We're really Never. cool here. Yeah. No, nah, man. I was not reading books about video games in seventh grade. I was listening to Podcast Beyond with Damon Hatfield and Greg Miller. And, uh, and, uh, the only one I've noticed. Oh, never mind. Conked. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were just yeah. gonna end it there, and I think we all would have been happier with it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Skipping on. Well, the biggest thing to happen this week, today, actually, was the uh, free April update for Animal Crossing New Horizons. You guys been playing that? Was that yesterday? Um, you know, it was scheduled yeah, it, for the 24th, but I think it actually happened yesterday. Yeah. No, it, it, it happened yesterday, because I saw Leaf yesterday, a little sloth man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he is my favorite Animal Crossing character now. Yeah. <laughs> He's very, very kind to me. He's very cute. Yeah. Um, this update has been fantastic. What all has it added? Yeah, yeah run it, run it down. A lot. So th- I think the biggest, one of the biggest things it added was another wing to the museum. So they brought back uh, works of art. Um, and the only way to get works of art is by this uh, this shady art dealer named Red. And 
I, I forget what they called it in the in this game, but originally it was like Red's Crazy Crazy Shoppers Crazy Reds something. Yeah, Crazy Reds. Now it's now he's got like a a dingy little boat and when you approach him he's like or when you approach the boat for the first time you're like, This looks a little sketchy, I shouldn't go in here. Um and he sells you artwork that you have to decide, you have to figure out if it's real or not, because if it's not real, then you'll have lost a bunch of money on it, and it'll be worthless. Yeah, but it wouldn't look right if you're like, a, if you know art, you know? See, I'm as excited for this as you were for, like, the animal parts of the museum. I love art museums and sculptures and all of this shit so much, and I cannot wait to get more art. I am very, very excited I got my first painting this morning, yesterday. Time doesn't exist in quarantine. No. Um, and I and I, it didn't even register in my head that since I owned it, I could put it up in my house before I gave it to Blathers. So I have no idea what that looks like or what I got, but I'm very excited to find out in a couple of days. I was thinking that I was going to get uh, duplicates of sculptures and put them out in the courtyard in front of my museum with, uh, floor, with floor lighting. Because I have these... I had a... A floor light that I bought and so I can duplicate that from the Nook shopping and I wanted to use that for sculptures and put little fake plaques next to it with the signs that you can do the custom designs on but but I'm gonna have to put a bunch of frauds out there unless I want to strip my museum of of the goods so I'm not sure this is a big dilemma for me I'm sure you'll figure it out though yeah what else Alex uh the other big update thing that I can think of I mean, that's the biggest thing that comes off of the top nah, of the head. There's, uh, there's, there's hedges. Yeah, there's little things, like they brought in hedges, and you get to meet Reese and Cyrus from the 3DS game, New Leaf. Um, they want their wedding photos taken. Um, what else? There was one other decent one. Uh, they're adding National Museum Day as a holiday, um, so you can simulate mm -hmm. going to a museum. Um, what else? What else? Uh, June <laughs> wedding season June is photos. wedding season, so you can take the pictures. Yeah, you yeah. get to talk to Reese and Cyrus. Yep, yep. It's and a pretty substantial update. I was surprised that they did all of these things at once. Seriously. You know what, you know what I want to talk about about this, this is that I think this is a really interesting um, measure against data mining. That this stuff was announced and added in the day of its unveiling. Because not knowing that Red was going to be in the game would it was was great and i thought it was really wonderful getting a getting a morning announcement and finding that out but people would have known from day one i mean even if this had been something they didn't plan to do until the end of april if it was in the game when it launched it would have been data mined during the pre-download period before the game even unlocked people oh, would they wouldn't have, have just known. known about it yeah they wouldn't have just known about it they would have time traveled to get there yep Yep. That's would, what I think they, it's the main thing is, is they're trying to make it not have hard restrictions on time traveling, but make it not as worth it or make it harder to do. Well, I, I just think that this is a this is a great approach because it, it the, the the economy would have been disrupted. People would have been taking paintings back to Nook's Cranny on like day three of the game or even earlier. You know, it's 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 really nice to see Nintendo work against that because. As a matter of personal taste, I really don't like how like every Smash Brothers character gets found out two weeks in advance because of the placeholder name they put in the character select screen or whatnot, or everyone knows exactly what day everything's happening in Animal Crossing, New Leaf, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely with you. So that was a big mistake for it to me. And and shrubs. You really downplayed shrubs, Alex, but my house 
looks amazing now because of some pink azaleas that I put in front of it. See, I can't decide where to put my shrubs, so I just have them in my inventory and they're just being wasted on my indecisiveness. It's terrible. Go uh, go replace some fences. I don't have any fences. Yeah, you do. No, I, no, I don't. I finally got into terraforming a couple days ago, and let me tell you this. I did it so much the first day that I was literally having dreams about, like, the EMU. And in my dream, I was like, well, there's this weird, ugly space next to the EMU. Why don't we just terraform it? So that's where I'm at. My island is just water now, and I can't stop fucking stuff up. And now I have no room for shrubs. She she had terraformed th- this this like huge chunk out of the southern end of her island to make a, a series of canals and then like bricked over all of the grass so that it looked like an old town district. It's called Ye Old Town. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I, and, I, I gotta uh, go to your town sometime. I want to see that. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. yeah, come to both of our towns. We both have pathing and and walls and fences. It looks great now. Let's do it. We'll go to each other's towns but, at some um, point. She, she did all that and then, like, ha- hadn't even played Animal Crossing for 12 hours or something. And we were, we were like, watching a show before bed. And Janelle was just, like, sipping on a, a drink. And then just out of nowhere, she was like, did I ruin the natural appeal? Have I, have I ruined my island? Just thinking about it, like, before sleeping. I can't stop thinking about it. I didn't think I was going to use this feature very much. But I it's stressful. Am I ruining my island? Am I making it? A real island? I don't know, and I'm kind of overwhelmed by guilt. I'll have you recall, oh, listener, listener of listener of ours, that I said back in like episode 15 or something that I was wary of terraforming when this game was announced for this exact reason. And well, let me tell you, the uh, the results are in, and I'm, I may have been right. I mean, it's just like real landscaping, right? So like, you have to balance. There's a, there's a level of naturalness you need to balance with the level of, like, manicuredness, right? Or you want, right. If you're manicuring like, it, you want to make it look like it's balanced. Just like human flight, Alex. Icarus flew too close to the sun, but he didn't have to if he had the yeah. balance to avoid it. But wow. he did. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> wow. We have a really impressive podcast. <laughs> we do. We do. This is a nightmare. But, like, I got... There was a moment in my weird terraforming day where I got caught up in those stupid, like, really cool animal crossing town articles that suck and i normally don't pay any attention to and i ended up downloading like a bunch of street designs to make my town look like shinjuku and immediately regretted doing that and i don't know i went too far for a moment but i stepped back it's it's okay now i think i I thought it was fun what else got updated, Alex? Uh, the bit the other big update which also was a surprise was uh, Uh mario maker 2 yeah, um, this is a game that I kind of thought they stopped supporting, um, which made me say I'm not like a huge fan of the 2D Mario's, but I think Mario Maker is a really cool idea. Um, and of course, the first game was on the Wii U, which flopped. Um, and this didn't for some reason, this game was exponentially more successful than the first Mario Maker. But it's also missing a lot of features even after this update, which I thought was weird. But yeah, a lot of people are really disappointed in this update because it's the final one and it's still missing yeah. a ton of stuff. Well, let me clarify. I don't think that they're disappointed in the update because it's bad. They're disappointed that it's the final update. Yeah. And there isn't yeah. more. Because this update's actually pretty interesting. There's some neat ideas in yeah. there. Uh, the can biggest you... one being that... Oh. Sorry, what was that? No, I was just going to say, can you explain it to somebody who's never played Mario Maker before? Yeah, yeah. So Mario Maker is pretty much what it sounds like. You get to make your own mm. custom Mario levels. You have different styles you can pick from. Um, but the biggest appeal, for me at least, there's a couple things. Like, they added in uh, certain styles. Like, there's a... There's a mushroom that turns you into Super Mario Brothers 2 mushroom, into Super Mario Brothers 2 Mario, sorry. 
that lets you uh, stand on enemies and throw them, you know? Um, but the biggest, most appealing thing for me is the fact that now you can have an overworld map. So you can literally oh, okay. make your own Mario game. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can organize levels in in a world map and organize the world map. Um, and instead of having to go through menus or online or whatever, you can just make your own little game. And it's really neat. Um, I'm, I'm very interested and excited in that. And I want to see what people make when you can put different themed levels together like that. Yeah, seriously. I know you, Nolan, were really into it for about one week. Around the time exactly one week. Um, this happens to me with with games that are built on user generated content. Uh, I tend to prefer like more. I like short burst experiences, but what I really like about short burst content and levels is like seeing how they're structured together and strung together, um, and seeing how developers pace games and like dole out information to the player and stuff. So. Typically, I'll get into a game like Mario Maker, like Janelle said, for like a week, but then I realize that I'm basically just going to be like hitting random on the level browser forever and thinking, well, I could just be playing a platformer that is a is a complete game instead. Um, not to knock Mario, but for, for, for what I like in pacing, it Mario Maker gets boring to me. So th- th- this is really up my alley for this update. I mean, I could see myself playing... I don't see myself creating much still, just because I'm not very good at it. I don't know about you guys. I, I kind of suck at these. I, I I bought Dreams and I I can't I can't make anything in Dreams either. <laughs> you know. These are kind of different animals though. Like Dreams has a lot. Dreams is a lot bigger and more complicated than Mario Maker. They're different animals, but I couldn't make anything in Little Big Planet. I'm not very That's good at making a different any, anything in Mario. Not very good at making anything in Mario Maker. I know they're different animals, but I've talked about the the primary animal at hand here as well and i'm also bad at that one so i think the point still stands sure i'm sure. just i i i'm good at i think seeing what people are doing i'm not good at doing it from from my own you know with my I own two hands that's sure all. that's fair yeah what about what about you alex do you play a lot of mario maker I have not played much Mario Maker. I think I mentioned it earlier, but I'm not a huge fan of the 2D Marios. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to give it another shot, though, because there's interesting things I'd like to try there. And there's there's a lot of game in that game. There's infinite game, actually. So, you know, not to say that I dislike them by any means, but something about his physics have always felt a little weird to me. Like, his momentum. You have to master his momentum, and that's always been something I've, at least with the Mario games, I've struggled with. But I've never, also never really sat down and been like, I'm going to beat this Mario game, you know? Yeah. Not, well, you also I've done don't really the... like Sonic. What? You also don't really like Sonic. Well, I, I actively dislike Sonic. Um, I was going to say, different. no wonder you hate Sonic. That game's gimmick is momentum. No, but it's not. Like, okay, yes, the game, it is. the game's gimmick is momentum. But well, we can talk about this a different time. No, talk about it right now. Emerald Sonic cast. Emerald Sonic cast. I want to hear your thoughts about the momentum, Alex. It's... We've, I've talked about this before, but the game is designed for you to go fast, and you have to balance your momentum. That's fine. That's okay. The issue is that the levels are so poorly designed that it's not fun or satisfying, and it's difficult to actively go fast in them, right? So, like... Listeners, e- listeners, please email us and tell us why you think that Alex is so wrong. Listeners, please email us yes or no on this one question. If the games industry continues to completely be devoid of news, will you or will you not listen to a special episode 
where we argue about the validity of the classic Sonic games. Well, speaking of news, we do have some news here. Um, <laughs> we do have we some have news, some, but, but just don't, don't forget, forget to email us about that, listeners. And include your favorite Sonic game in the email yeah. at emeraldgamescast. Yes. Include your favorite moment in Sonic. Include your favorite moment in Sonic Adventure Battle 2, if you really want to get on my good side. Please do. But what's the news? What's the news? Uh, I think the biggest news for us, personally, is uh, Jason Schreier has left Kotaku. He cited uh, GO Media, which we talked about a little bit, as his reason for leaving, because they treated Deadspin like trash, and also uh, stomped out a bunch of like unionization efforts. And because he is such a strong proponent of not going to not corrupt businesses and unionization, he decided to go to... Uh, Bloomberg news. That's a very backwards take, I think, on it. He he said specifically that the reason he went with Bloomberg is because they said basically that they are going to give him the opportunity to more... I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, man, quarantine. My brain stopped working to, somewhere to like three weeks ago. Yeah, just... Stories on crunch culture and stuff. Exactly. They very much support his research into crunch culture and into the ways that companies treat their employees poorly. So Bloomberg kind of sucks, but that aspect is actually really good, and I think he's going to do a lot of good with that. I certainly hope that's the truth. I'd hate to be proven wrong, but my, my gut instinct when I saw that was like out of all of the places he could have gone and with the type of news that he reports on, the type of person that he is, the fact that he went to Bloomberg is was shocking to me. I was expecting him to go to the New York Times, honestly. He just had a piece put out in the Times last week. Yeah. And he's had a couple and I'm very surprised that it's Bloomberg, but I have high hopes that he'll be able to do what he anticipates being able to do. Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, Nolan, do you have any thoughts? Well, I was just going to say, if there's a listener that doesn't know who this man is, we've been alluding to it, but Jason Schreier was a journalist at Kotaku whose, I think, handful of claims to fame were reporting on games industry insider reports, specifically on crunch culture and mistreatment of employees was the big thing, one of his big breaks, and... um, also on game delays and uh, rumored games and development and stuff. So he he kind of, maybe not sing, sing, single-handedly, maybe too strong, but he was probably the strongest pillar of, of uh, actual news at Kotaku. No, he absolutely compared is. Compared to yeah. the rest objectively of their writing, is. which is, is mostly culture-focused and mostly opinion-focused. Well, with him gone, and I know this is a different conversation, but like with him and Kirk Hamilton being gone, mm-hmm. and God, everyone, Tim Rogers, Tim Rogers, Keita Jackson, with all of these people leaving Kotaku, I honestly don't really know who's like worth going on to read specifically anymore. Like it's just kind of getting sad. They have left that I think I would tune in for. It. Well, I can think of two. I like some not all but i like some of heather alexandria's writing she's still there um mm-hmm. and i like brian i like brian ashcraft as well but uh, is it ashcroft in any case and then nathan grayson's writing is pretty good but in any case like before there were these people who wrote these amazing things like kirk hamilton's red dead 2 review and all of jason's work and it just making this company look kind of sad i mean it's it's their own fault right because a lot of them specifically cited leaving because of the dead spin stuff and because of how they treated their employees which was garbage um oh absolutely so i'm glad they're moving on to to hopefully bigger and better things like i'm sure jason's getting paid a lot more through bloomberg than he ever was through kotaku that's cool 
he's got like a kid i get that um his second book is coming out he's going to be finishing that uh, during this year as well mm-hmm. yeah. and publishing that in the next you know he responded to me on twitter a couple days ago i dm'd him and he responded to me and that made me feel good so here here we go the second time i've talked to him we're basically buds now so that's true yeah 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 Yeah, we're basically friends you know normally i would say that you may have a chance to continue that friendship and meet him at pax west if you were to attend this year pax west was going to be canceled but also unlike most events pax just went off the rails and announced that despite their uh, September late, like Labor Day weekend event date and this coronavirus situation, they've decided to just continue to have their event that involves sixteen to 19,000 people crammed in the Seattle Convention Center. A convention center already which, mind is too you, small to hold Exactly. Them. <laughs> yeah. And they're just going to be doing that event... Anyway, I doubt it. They they did say that they were going to keep an eye on the situation, which is incredibly tone deaf. But I think in a week, week to two weeks tops, they'll announce that they are not going to be doing it because what a stupid fucking idea. Here's the what thing. a horrible idea. How many meetings and well, not handshakes anymore, but proverbial handshakes needed to happen for them to tweet this out. Right. They, some yeah. some media intern didn't just go rogue and tweet this. This was a lot of thought put into this. So I get that they really want to like recoup their money or whatever and keep having PAX be in town because it is it's a it's a it's a good source of income and a good source of attention for a lot of devs, but it's just it's not safe or smart. The smartest no. thing they could have done is to shut up, is to keep quiet and just be like, we don't know what's gonna happen. Just stay tuned, right? But the way that they yeah. tweeted it out, which is in the link of the description if you want to read it, with such candor and such confidence is. On our on our Twitter account, which you should definitely follow, we made a, a great uh, great a meme about it, which totally isn't obtuse at all. Um, but it's, I liked it. I'm glad someone did. But yeah, it's just <laughs> it's it's insane the 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 amount of confidence that they're like this is going to happen, and it's like yeah, what the yeah I I can't figure out what the fuck they're thinking. It just doesn't make any amount of sense to me at all, and. Even if they do somehow manage to get the okay to keep their doors open, which they won't, nobody's <laughs> going to go. Yeah. Nobody's going to go. Their numbers are going to be way down, and they should be, and everyone who does go is probably going to die of coronavirus. So oh, don't You know who else is, you know who's not going to go, though? They'll definitely get sick. Not just the what? attendees aren't going to go, but also the devs and people who are tabling at PAX and pretending oh, they're yeah. yeah. A lot of these people aren't going to go. So, like, like, at that point, it's not worth it to keep it open, I would argue. Granted, no, we yeah, we still have time and the future, you know, things could change and they could be like, oh, we realized that this was a mistake and we shouldn't have said that and they'll just officially cancel it. Um, and I get they're trying to wait as long as they can, like I mentioned, but it's just irresponsible for them to approach this with such confidence, I feel like. No, absolutely. Just hold it off a year, finish your weird construction project that's supposed to make it bigger or whatever, and then just do it next year or the year after. But when things are safe and not when it's a terrible idea to be in a stuffy little convention center with thousands of people. And hey, I love Absolutely. PAX, but you know, get get the people wearing you know, at least deodorant first before you start trying to get them to wash their hands periodically throughout <laughs> the day. Yeah. Gamers are fucking gross. Let's have ah. our own Gamescast packs. It'll be called Games Packs, and um, that's as far as my idea has gone, but stay tuned, listeners. That's a good idea, though. I'll, t- I'll take it. That's a hell of an elevator pitch. We 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 have a couple more stories, but they're they're also kind of 
doomsday. Um, well, it's a little bit doomsday outside, unfortunately. Yeah, I know, but, but that's why I'm going to throw you a curveball to, to try and mitigate the oh. tone here. So, Alex, uh, I'm going to blindside you with this here, but what's your favorite PS2 game? Wow, you definitely did blindside all of us. We did not discuss this at all. Um, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see how you act on your feet. Not well. I'm not on my feet. I've been in a chair and in my bed <laughs> for days because I can't go outside. Um, God. If okay, I... fine. I'll get. I'll, I'll give you an easier one. What's your favorite Pokemon generation? Well, hold on. I want to answer. You can't just pivot. Hold <laughs> okay, on. All right. Fine. 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 Answer the. Answer the first. Uh, I think my favorite PS2 game. If I had to guess, probably like Kingdom Hearts. Um, that's, I haven't, I didn't grow up with a PS2, so I haven't played a whole lot of PS2 games, but a couple years ago I I actually played through Kingdom Hearts 1, and then was playing through 2 and then put it down and never got back to it. Um, I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts. It's dumb as hell, but it's a lot of fun to, like, Uh, play. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very satisfying to play, um, and that's one, I think we mentioned this, but, uh, the Final Fantasy VII style of gameplay is just a souped-up, better version of Kingdom Hearts that's, like, less brain-dead. So I'm very interested in it for that reason. Um, hmm. Yeah. It's good. But yeah, Kingdom I, I Hearts love... Kingdom Hearts 3 was... was uh, uh, I've heard it was kind of a failed attempt, so maybe yeah, they're yeah. able to vitalize it here. Yeah. It'd be really cool if Cloud yeah. got to face off against the, the strongest um, uh, mage or uh, wizard in the Kingdom Hearts universe. Yes, I am, of course, referring to Donald Duck. I'm not going to ask you about the lore. I was about to, like, get into lore questions. I don't want well, to do Janelle, that. Well, Janelle, the reason that he's the strongest. <laughs> in... Why uh, isn't Mickey Mouse the strongest? Well, I mean, canonically he is, but, like, Donald learns spells that only bosses learn in other games, like, pretty easily, so. There's a, there's a very particular, like, level of cast that characters in Final Fantasy can only use during story beats um outside of player control but donald duck learns it as like a spell in his he repertoire. just gets those in kingdom hearts <laughs> too yeah it's yeah janelle do you want the same question or a different console i want the same question silent hill 2 or was tony hawk's pro skater 4 on it was well it's a tie between those two there you go. hey nolan Four, really i thought yes. two was the favorite um well it's not my favorite okay okay right. um hey nolan why are you asking us this I'm asking you this because our stories are doom and gloom, and I wanted to put you on your feet and make you do something light. Wait, I want to know Nolan's, too. My favorite PS2 game? Either Shadow of the Colossus or Metal Gear Solid 3. My grandpa was oh, texting me Oh, I didn't even think about, about Metal Gear Solid 3. Shadow of the Colossus the other day. Your grandpa was texting you about Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, I think he got his consoles a little confused. Wait, sorry, Grandpa. I know you Cultured. Cultured, But man. that was a weird, a weird thing. Um, oh, by the way, Janelle's grandpa, I know you listen to this podcast. Uh, I'm going to get an x86 emulator just like you suggested. And, and I don't play. He was talking about some game where you fight aliens and it wasn't Doom. So I don't know. Email us that. Figure that out. I'm, 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 I'm going to give it a shot. It might have been Chex Quest. <laughs> oh, here's a news story we could have put in. The Chex, Chex Quest is getting remastered. Did you guys hear about this? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, tell us about that. that. Yeah, so the, the game Chex Quest, which was literally... I, Around the time when people called first-person shooters Doom clones, this was literally a Doom clone. Like they just ripped the source, at the the engine and like assets, and put a checks thing on it. Like you play as a a checks checks. What do you call those? Like the mix? The, no, no, like uh, a single the, piece the of checks. Cer- the cereal. cereal. You, yeah, like the checks mix. 
No, but no, but the Chex Mix is a mix of Chex and other things. I know, I, I know, but I'm just making sure that's the Chex you're talking about. It is the wait, Chex, you, yes. Wait, is, is, your, is your prime reference for Chex the mix, not the cereal Chex? Yeah, of course, I like bold flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so they're remastering that, huh? Yeah, they're uh, remastering uh, uh, uh. it. Uh, I don't know who or how or why, but they got the okay to recreate the game from scratch. It's now 3D instead of being the, the in the Doom Engine 2.5 or whatever you would call it um, with the sprites. Um, it's coming out this summer. We're getting at a $60 physical release through, um, <laughs> I think it's limited run games, but it's also just free. Um, huh. I wonder if they'll have it at PAX. Oh my god. I wonder if imagine? they're going to have codes for it in cereal boxes like they used to. Like, can you imagine if they oh. just, like... Because this game used to be used to get it in checks boxes. But can you imagine I... if they did that again? Like, if, obviously it wouldn't be physical because we live in a digital world now. But, like, maybe just, like, a QR code that links you to the Steam page or something. I got really into, for a minute, niche video games about beloved cereal and snack creatures so did you guys ever play the captain crunch game i didn't even know this was a thing i think you've mentioned this, it's but... yeah i have because it's horrifying i don't remember what it's called you guys should look it up it's really creepy and there were also like the chester the cheetah games you guys remember those there were like three of those oh, there were multiple all. ones they're <laughs> really bad is is the checks game good surprise uh the checks game is pretty good i mean it's literally well just the checks game is just do it's just, just but checks it's yeah. like the it's like the Bible Bible game. Is it less? Yeah, less gross. Holy rays. Yeah, you fight. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, you don't go to hell. You go to like the moon and you fight uh, soggies. I think is what they're called, right? <laughs> soggies. That sounds like hell to me, my friend. That they're just slimy. Gross. They're just slimy little dudes. Um, you brought soggy up the, checks uh, is like hell. Yeah. Che- checks hell. That's what they should have called. <laughs> there needs to be a... Uh, okay, so they recently added, like, there's an online mode in the new Doom Eternal, and they have, like, a costume where, like, the Doom guy can wear a unicorn costume. They need to have a crossover. They need to add the checks thing. Well, what they should have done is just they should have just ana- they should have anagrammed checks and called the hell hex, spelled Oh, H-E-C- that's good, actually. C-X, you know? Just, uh, you know, you were, welcome to Hex. You were talking about um, mascots. There is a story that I remember very fondly from one of our other hosts, um, Andrea, talked about how when she was a kid, she went over to her friend's house to play Cool Spot for the PS1. Are you familiar with Cool Spot? Oh. I'm not familiar with Cool Spot. Cool Spot was the mascot for 7-Up. He was literally just a red dot with sunglasses. Um, but <laughs> And legs and shoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently... <laughs> They played it, and then they went to go get snacks or something, hopefully 7-Up, because the advertising worked. And when they came back, um, her friend's PS1 was on fire. Uh. The game just... Oh my god. Yeah. Do you not remember this story, Nolan? No, not at all. Yeah. No. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her again after the episode, but, like, yeah, she she uh. told this story about how, like, they came back, and her friend's PS1 was on fire, so they had to put it out, and, like, the PS1 and Chex Quest, or not Chex Quest, sorry... The PS One and Cool Spot were were <laughs> burned. Uh, I really miss you know the 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 time when licensed games were a, a plague when when they just like <laughs> g- game development was so cheap and so easy that you just had like the over the hedge game that released at the same retail AAA price and was a full fledged ass PS Two game. 
I didn't where have you play a home... as the turtle from over the hedge. <laughs> I didn't have a home console until I was a little bit older, so I grew up with a uh, Game Boy Advance and uh, DS, which were both prime for cheap games because they were so easy to make for. Oh yeah. They, oh, there yeah. was so much shovelware loaded onto these, and there's so much out there in circulation. It's 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 wild. The the the, the DS and Game Boy, yeah, those were hysterical. I I, I mean, I'm sure listeners probably know about this because it's kind of not too obscure but like how they would just release uh two episodes of a cartoon as one game boy cartridge at like 144p and, and at like and it plays with like 10 frames a second like, yeah it's like 10 frames a second 144p and the sound is all like i'm shrek from shrek you have that tinny noise <laughs> from yeah they put the entire shrek movie on i think it was shrek and shark tale were the two movie uh, feature films they put on there right I, wasn't it like two two cartridges though? Didn't you have to swap at the intermission or something? <laughs> well, maybe I'm not sure. That sounds about right, but I'm not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of Nintendo, uh, Nintendo had a bad a bad day. Um, I got a couple emails in the past couple of days. I had five logins on my Nintendo oh, no. account. Um, I had two from Russia, two from Canada, and one from China all at around uh two two or three a.m each wow really i didn't get um, any of those yeah I no i i certainly did well and i don't think you would have gotten them janelle and we'll explain why in a second but okay but yeah but, that's wild yeah i was wondering what those were and then um just uh today actually the news was was broken around different media outlets that nintendo had a mass hack and about a hundred and sixty thousand accounts were hacked into and it 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 appears that i'm that i was one of them i didn't have any purchases made on my account (laughs) nothing happened but i'm one of the lucky few it seems like so the reason that janelle wouldn't have got it and this is the reason that there was a security thing is because um before yes um but before we had a uh the current system that we have with the nintendo switch there was what was called the nintendo online id i think is what it was called let me pull it up just to be safe yeah um nintendo network id um and that was what was used on the 3ds and the wii u so if you if you brought over your friends list and your account from your 3ds and or wii u then that's where they're getting in from right so that's what to prevent this they ended up making it so you can't log in through your nintendo network anymore um because that was the that was the the weak link that was the vulnerability there not with their current uh switch uh system i forget what they call it but yeah if you ever tried to log in to your your thing for online on switch it would always ask you log in with nintendo id or log in with password and i never understood until today what the difference was because if you clicked log in with nintendo id it would open a browser where you would be asked to input your password from your nintendo id yeah the nintendo site so it would it didn't really make any sense and 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 there was a statement about well a part of this a problem wasn't just legacy accounts it was people having the same password for both but i'm sure i'm not the only person to have only realized today that they were even separate <laughs> i mean i had no idea that my nintendo account and my nintendo id were supposed to have separate details to prevent a security breach yeah well they're separate accounts right it's like how you're not supposed to have but how yeah but how would you have known that i mean they they look they sound functionally identical they do the same thing sure yeah 
it's it's like when you log into something and it says log you know type in your password or log in with Google and your Google account is tied to it anyways you know it might as well be the same thing could technically be different but it's a lot to ask the average consumer to just know that intuitively apparently it's a lot to ask me to know that intuitively <laughs> apparently <laughs> I have a um, I have a theory yeah that leads into our next story oh Maybe. okay okay check it out this is my t- putting on my tinfoil hat okay i did the arm movement maybe the hackers are the executives at gamestop whose salaries are getting cut who are trying to buy games on the nintendo switch to make up for video game sales wait that, how would how would they get those profits i don't know i forgot in the middle that i, thought, it's I think they should well, they should hack people's accounts and then lock their accounts and then i like that idea a, better send them a message mm-hmm. on like mitomo that says yeah. go to gamestop if yeah. you want your account back that's what they're doing they're using it to farm V-Bucks. Like, they're going to buy V-Bucks and then transfer them to GameStop <laughs> so that when kids show up and want to buy V-Bucks, they can, they can do it. This, this actually caused me to examine my, my Switch profile closer. And I just want to say that when I went to my friend tab for Alex, it said, you became friends on Mitomo. And I thought, damn right we did. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where we started. Yep. Yeah. Yep, back in the day. Um, but uh, Janelle, you're, I think your GameStop conspiracy. I think this holds some water. Can you give us some more details on this GameStop? GameStop? <laughs> I can't really. I haven't read the article. But basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, GameStop has revealed plans to reopen their stores and temporarily cut executive salaries. I don't know the details. Maybe one of you do. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much maybe, just that, as far as I can tell, unless Nolan, you got a different gleaning from it. Um, no, I mean, yeah, like, the, whether you read it or not, the headline pretty much tells the story. It's about what it says on the tin. They they want to open their stores, and uh, I, I view this as damage control, personally. Oh, yeah. But it's bad damage control because they shouldn't be opening their stores. Yeah. It's well, like that's, that's not, not how they see it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they also considered themselves to be an essential business, so they're just doing that bullshit, but trying to make it sound sweet by saying we're cutting the rich men's salaries. They won't be quite as rich tomorrow. Yeah, yeah because then we're going to support our workers, which they already don't hardly support. So, yeah. Eat, sleep, eat, sleep, game, game repeat. You know what they, they say on those t-shirts. t-shirts? They do say yeah. that on those t-shirts. It's about, about as about as about as essential as it gets for gamers. gamers. Uh, well, and one thing I should bring up too is, and the last, I think it was two episodes ago, we talked about how, um, Reggie fils the former president of Nintendo of America, got hired on the board at GameStop, um, and then we had a correction that stated that he was not hired on yet, he's not starting yep. until yep. May. So I wonder if things are going to change, like, if he's gonna have to take the, take the helm on this, they're gonna leave him with this, this burning trash pile and be like, all right, have fun while they all go into quarantine and he's got to fix their image. Here's something they took care to leave out of the headline and out of the bullet. Uh, They mention that the CEO will be taking a 50% salary reduction. The chief executive officer, uh, oh, sorry, chief financial officer will be taking a 30% cut. What they neglect to mention in the headline and they bury really far down here is uh, beginning April 26th, that's two days from recording, uh, certain, it's a very, very vague wording, certain other employees across the company's worldwide operating units will receive reduced pay of between 10% and 30%. I wonder what certain ones of those they would be. 
Could it be managers? Could it be employees? Could it be... We really don't know. But also, between 10% and 30%, they don't say who, they don't say how much. Um, they're also saying that uh, certain of the company's corporate support staff will have the option to either take a temporary furlough, a reduced work week, or a reduced pay program. Um, they're going to... It says, well, I don't know what some of this other stuff means, lower capital spending to focus on mandatory maintenance or near-term high-value strategic projects. What? It's a lot of business jargon, but the important stuff here is that they're, they're, they they did not put in the headline that people are going to be furloughed and reduced hours and reduced pay. Well, on the other side of the coin, we have companies like NVIDIA announcing that they're giving company-wide raises and not laying off anybody and making sure that they have an amount of financial stability and i don't understand how gamestop keeps continuing to do these really shitty horrible things over and over and over again like it's it would be comical if it weren't real people's lives who are being affected by this oh, oh sorry, sorry not, not to, to backpedal back but this this, this is, is no please do. I just found in the story too it says due to the impact of governmental regulations and certain landlord decisions to close properties the company did not make a portion of lease payments and remains in discussions with landlords regarding ongoing rent payments, including potential abatement, deferral, and or restructuring of future rent during this period of closure. It'd be nice if people who lived in homes could do that right now, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, how, many, how many more stores do you think GameStop will have to close before the end of 2020? Most of them. Do you think they're even still going to have any physical stores next year? Well, they, they claim in here that they say they've retained over 90% of their planned sales volumes. Sure. But I don't know what their... Do you think they adjusted their planned sales volumes? Because the fiscal year begins in March. Mm -hmm. And if you created the sales projections in March, that they, they, they probably could have lowered... I don't really know how those things work, but I'm just saying this is a very like difficult to understand thing because they're putting so much business... To it. Totally. They're making it actively hard for us to know anything about. All I can say is, listeners, please don't pre-order games or buy games from GameStop or Amazon, for that matter, because, God, they're both just really shitty and bad all the time. Yeah. 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 God. Buy them on the eShop, I guess. PSN yeah. Store. Buy them off Itch.io. Um, make your own damn here. games, people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mooches, make your own games for once. Download huh? Game Maker. Yeah, download Game Maker. Buy Game Maker. Make the next Spelunky game. Yeah. Make the game I started making and couldn't finish because it's hard to make a video game. I thought it'd be easy, but it's not easy to make a video game. It's very It's really hard. Janelle, you mentioned NVIDIA announcing company-wide raises. I did. Did you like how I said the whole headline? Yeah, that was good. As a way to kind of bonk that in there. Let's see. Is there anything else in that story that is important? They're going to be making donations. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you see that a company like NVIDIA says they're going to make a donation for $10,000 in total, that's... I don't know. NVIDIA is kind of massive. <laughs> like, kind of, kind of massive. Yeah. Well, context. especially when you read the rest of that line, which is that they will match charitable donations up to 2500 for a $10,000 donation in total. Oh, so it's a it's an it's an on the table offer. So they could be paying yeah. multiple times. Though at the same yeah. time they are also paying their people more money. So at least they're not just doing that one thing is a weird bandage for Yeah. It is good that they're going to be supporting their employees though. They 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 say in their statement uh 
we can put tens of millions more dollars in the hands of our families in the coming months. And that that's good. And they're they're accelerating. I know I got really preachy a couple weeks ago about this, but it just like more than ever right now, I'm just finding these companies who I'm far more willing to support and the ones I'm way more willing to drop seeing how they're treating their employees right now. Like it's shocking hearing those two stories back to back for me, at least because they're just completely opposite solutions to these problems. Yeah. It's, it's actually wild. Get laid off. We'll take a vacation to PAX. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> don't do that. People. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Please nobody go to PAX. What year. if they're like, listen, we can't pay you, but we can give you PAX tickets. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> PAX is so desperate to uh, to fluff up the audience that so that's what they're going to do. It's just like send it to, to stores like GameStop. Look, I'm sorry. I'm going back 30 minutes. Okay. Already everyone I know gets pretty freaking violently sick after being at PAX. Like, oh yeah, the PAX plague is a thing. That's a real thing. Damn it. Don't go to PAX. Please. Oh man. Don't go there. You know, it's too bad because I, I would have, I would have really enjoyed that this year. Off the top of my head, I'm having a hard time thinking about what I would have looked forward to, but I'm one, I would have liked to know how many PAXs in a row I can go to before Spelunky 2 comes out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was supposed to. It was supposed to come out in April, and it, it definitely is not going to do that. And uh, I don't even know how long Derek's been working on this thing. You like how I refer to him on a first name basis. I do like that, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I remember wow. I was at your dad's house one time, and he was like, "Why do you just refer to these people like you're friends with them in real life?" Oh, we. we, we I remember that too. We were talking about Alec Baldwin, and I said, "And I said Alec did a great job in that movie." And he's like, "You're not friends, friends with him." You know what? Who's going to stop me? On the other hand, you both, when talking about somebody nobody else has ever met, refer to them as their first and last name. Nobody cares. I don't care about John Smith. I don't need to know that his last name is Smith. You You have to understand that... Don't refer to anyone ever. Don't refer to people. Hold on. By saying you don't care about John Smith, there's like... A 50% chance that you've alienated like four listeners. I stand by what I said, John. <laughs> oh, shit. We're gonna have to do some serious uh, damage control when this episode comes out. Seriously. To we're gonna really have to make sure that we can fully damage control this joke, we're gonna need every listener to email their first, middle, and last name and SSN <laughs> and address. And well, don't do that. Don't, this is a joke. <laughs> this, this is a bit. This is a joke. Please do not actually do this. <laughs> If you don't know that's a joke, back your John card. Smith, you need to stop listening to my podcast, you nincompoop. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, it's good uh, no, but attempt for your audience. God, quarantine's making us crazy. We all sound like this whole episode. We've just been crazy, and we sound grumpy. And I'm so damn hot in here. Uh, yeah. It's just this is crazy, guys. I'm Quarantine cast number three. About a hundred miles away, but you two have this horrible echo that's been driving me insane. But there's nothing we can do about it. So I just have to sit and suffer in silence whenever we talk to each other. I gotta get out of this hot room and play some gosh dang Wonder Boy on Sega Genesis, let me tell you. Listener. No, sorry, go ahead, Janelle. Listener, Listener, if you have stuff for us to talk about that aren't your credit card number and your address and name, um, 
or if you want to send that information too, feel free. Feel <laughs> Please don't. Okay, you're right. You don't want to send that. But if you have a game you want us to talk about, or you have a story you'd like us to discuss, or just some kind of question you'd like to ask us. Or anything, honestly. Or anything at all. Tell us a dumb game to play. There's no news right now. It's hard to fill these hours when there are no news yeah. stories happening yeah give us give us a give us a trivia question that you can have i don't know anything for us to do then send it at emeraldgamecast at gmail.com with no s wait no you got the back you oh, got it backwards it's emeraldgamescast at gmail.com oh and then od gamecast okay, okay. emeraldgamescast with an s at gmail.com or tweet us <laughs> That's right. And don't mix them up or you're going to be contacting the wrong podcast and they don't even talk about video games. It's there's a in in numerous foreign languages Gamecast translates to like book club and you don't want to be involved in those. They're 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 snooty. So, make sure you get the right one. And you can't call them snooty. We started the podcast talking about books and then you said <laughs> You made a literary reference. We can't judge them. Uh, listen, listen, listeners. For the record, I don't want you to send any credit card info. I don't think book clubs are snooty. If there's a book club in Eugene, I'm freaking in. I would, I'd be in on that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as snooty as they come. Not right now, unless not it's right a now. Zoom thing. But I'm sick and tired of Zoom, so not that either. God, Someday I'll join a book so club. Much. I'm over Zoom. I'm uh, over. I'm over Zoom, and nobody knew about Zoom. No, nobody talked about Zoom, and then now everyone talks about Zoom. Thank you. I mentioned this to my friend the other day, and they were like, what? You didn't know about Zoom before this? No, nobody knew about Zoom. Listener, if you say, oh, I've been using Zoom for a month. Bullshit. I don't want to hear you lie to me, John Smith. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> hey, John Smith, don't kick a man when he's down. The man, He's already deleted Spotify off his phone. He's already crying. Oh, bad day. Worst day than Nintendo after accounts got gotten getting hacked. hacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks for listening. Anyways, We're thanks, listeners. that's been the Emerald Gamescast episode twenty-three. I have been and continue to be Nolan. With me has been Janelle. I'm Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. See you again next week. Go play a video game.